And a very pleasant good morning, everybody. As always, good to be back with you. This is the Marlins Rewind. And yesterday afternoon at Lone Depot Park in Miami, we were playing game number 162 in 2021. Pablo Lopez took the mound for the first time in a long time. He went opposite of the left-hander for the Phillies, Bailey Falter. With the recap, as always, here is Glenn Geffner. Well, the final day of the season is in the books. Marlins beat the Phillies 5-4 at Lone Depot Park on this Sunday afternoon. So they end the season on a positive note. They end this season winning two out of three from the Phillies on the final weekend to take the season series from Philadelphia. Miami 10, the Phillies 9. It's the third straight year the Marlins have won the season series from the Phillies. Just the second time in their history they have beaten Philadelphia in the season series three straight years. They did it back in 2002, 2003 and 2004. This was essentially a bullpen game for both teams today. The lefty reliever Bailey Falter started for the Phillies, his first ever big league start after 21 games in relief. For the Marlins, Pablo Lopez got the start. Now, remember, he hadn't pitched since the final Sunday before the All-Star break, July 11th. He'd been on the injured list with right rotator cuff, uh, a strained right rotator cuff. He had made only one two-inning rehab outing. That was about 10 days ago at AAA Jacksonville. So we knew Pablo wasn't going to go long in this game. And in inning number one, he got off to kind of a shaky start. He had good velocity, but he's having a tough time locating his pitches. Didn't quite have the feel, having pitched very infrequently and certainly not in a big league game since July 11th. He allowed a leadoff single to Odubel Herrera. Shot out to left field. Herrera very aggressively tried to stretch it into a double. And Brian Miller, who started in left field for Miami today, gunned him down for out number one. That would loom large because Alec Bohm followed with a single. Bryce Harper then doubled. Instead of scoring a run, that put men at second and third with one out. When Brad Miller walked, the bases were loaded with run out, and Pablo looked to be on the ropes early, but he came back to strike out first Andrew McCutcheon and then Didi Gregorius, and the Marlins were able to keep the Phillies off the scoreboard in the first despite Lopez needing 28 pitches to get the job done. In their half of the first, Marlins wasted no time jumping on Bailey Falter. Brian Miller led off with an infield hit to the second baseman. Man at first, nobody out for the second baseman today, Eddie Alvarez. Oh, one to Alvarez. is shot down the right field line. That's a fair ball. Can get by Harper and go all the way to the wall. Hustling around second, digging for third Miller. He'll be waved to the plate. Trying for third base, Alvarez. The relay throw cut off. It's an RBI triple. one nothing Miami, bottom of the first. So Freddie Alvarez, his first ever Major League triple, drives home his sixth run of the season. Man at third, still nobody out for the shortstop, Jazz Chisholm. 2-2 from Falter. Shot into center, sinking quickly and down for a base hit. Alvarez into score, and it's 2-0 Marlins. Well, the Phillies came back in their half of the second against Pablo Lopez, leading that inning off, Freddie Galvis. It's the Marlins 2, the Phillies nothing on the Marlins Radio Network, driven by AutoNation. If you're ready. Well, that did not sound like a Freddie Galvis home run. But I can assure you that uh, that's what happened. On 1, 2, again a high fly ball to right. This one's staying fair. It's deep. De La Cruz at the wall. Home run off the facade of the home run porch. Freddie Galvis unloads. It's a 2-1 game. That sounded like a Freddie Galvis home run. His fifth of the season made it 2-1 to one in the second. Pablo came back. He struck out Andrew Knapp. He struck out the pitcher, Bailey Falter. And at that point, he was pulled from the game. Stephen Okert came on. He fanned Odubel Herrera to end the second. We went to the bottom of the second. Marlins 2 and the Phillies 1. 
Pablo went an inning and two-thirds in his return from the injured list. Four hits, one run, one walk, four strikeouts. Allowed the homer to Galvis through 42 pitches, 29 strikes. Marlins got a run back in the home half of the second inning. A leadoff walk to Sandy Leone. Nick Fortes pinch ran. Magnarese Sierra singled, putting runners to the corners for the pitcher. Actually, for a uh, pinch hitter in the pitcher's spot. Uh, this was... Uh, no, this was still Pablo Lopez of the plate in the second inning. The 1-0 pitch to Oker and a ground ball to the shortstop. It's going to be two. Gregoria steps in the back, throws the first double play, but in from third base, Fortes, and it's 3-1 Marlins. Oh, that was Stephen Oker. I missed that in my scorebook. Stephen Oker into the double play, scored a run. Marlins led 3-1, and it would stay 3-1 until the top half of the third. It means it didn't stay 3-1 for very long because with Oker in the game, with one out in the third inning, a walk to Bryce Harper, Harper's 100th walk of the season, Brad Miller then struck out for the second out, but with a man at first and two down, tying man at the plate, Andrew McCutcheon. 0-2, McCutcheon, a high drive, left field and deep. Back goes Miller at the wall in front of the bullpen, goes up as high as he possibly can, and he didn't get it. It's a two-run home run to tie the game. McCutcheon, number 27, RBIs 79-80, and 80, 3-3. So the two runs charged to Oakard, and we had a brand new ball game, and it stayed 3-3 into the home half of the fourth. Hector Neris on to pitch for the Phils. He walked the first man, Devin Marrero, and then had to face Nick Fortes. Fun home runs all year. Runner goes. Fortes gets into one. High fly ball, deep left center, way back and gone. A two-run homer for Nick Fortes. His fourth in the big leagues, and the Marlins go up 5-3 in the fourth. Well, the bullpen would start hanging zeros at that point. Zach Thompson with a strikeout in a scoreless fourth inning. Zach Pop a strikeout in a one, two, three, fifth inning. Anthony Bass allowed a double, but nothing more in the sixth. Richard Blyer, two strikeouts in a one, two, three, seventh. And we stayed 5-3 all the way into the eighth. Anthony Bender on to pitch for the Marlins, making his 60th appearance of his rookie season. The first man to bat, Travis Jankowski, dropped down a bunt base hit. He then stole second base. So a man at second with nobody out in the Phillies' half of the eighth inning for the first baseman, Brad Miller. Pitch to Miller is a line drive to left, going to fall in for a base hit. Jankowski's going to score, coming around third. And it's a one-run game on an RBI single by Brad Miller, 5-4. to four. But Bender would get Ronald Teresa into a fielder's choice. JT Romuto pinch hitting would then ground out to the second baseman Eddie Alvarez on a really good defensive play for the second out. And when Freddie Galvis hit a fly ball to center, Bender was out of the eighth, allowing the one run on two hits with a strikeout. And we would go to the ninth, Marlins five and the Phillies four. Dylan Floral came on in search of his 15th save of the season. He faced eight, nine, and one in the ninth. Number eight man Andrew Knapp struck out. Matt Veerling, then a fly ball to center for the second out. So the Marlins were not away from victory on the last day of the year, and the Phillies' last hope was Odubel Herrera. Floro fires. Herrera swings. Fly ball center. Coming on for Sierra. He's under it, and he makes the catch to win the ball game and to end the season. Marlins beat the Phillies 5-4. to four. A nice way to bring down the curtain on 2021. 
For the Marlins, five runs, seven hits, no errors, three left. For the Phillies, four runs, eight hits, no errors. They stranded six in the game. Zach Thompson, the winning pitcher, three and seven. Hector Neris, the loser, four and seven. Dylan Floro saved number 15. This ball game took two hours, 46 minutes to complete at Lone Depot Park. With the victory, the Marlins end the year 67 and 95. They'll finish fourth in the National League East Division. They end the year 42 and 39 at Lone Depot Park. Their 42 wins matching their most ever in a season in this ballpark, in which they've played for the last 10 years. They were 42 and 36 at Lone Depot in 2017, finished 42 and 39 in 2014, just as they do here in 2021. So again, 67 and 95, the final record, 42 and 39 at home. Got to find a way to win some more games on the road next year. Marlins 25 and 56 away from home in 2021. As for the Phillies, they wrapped the year up at 82 and 80. They finished 47 and 34 at home with this loss today, 35 and 46 on the road. Marlins win the series from the Phillies 10 games to nine, finishing six and four at home against the Phillies and going four and five at Citizens Bank Park. Marlins pitchers struck out 12 Phillies batters in this game. That uh, runs the final season total to 1,381 Ks. And with $300 donated today, $25 per strikeout, our final season total, $34,525 from the Marlins Foundation to AutoNation's Drive Pink Initiative. The Marlins and AutoNation, again, have partnered here in 2021 to try to strike out cancer in our community. And through those efforts, and through the efforts of the men on the mound, the lefties and the righties for the Marlins this season, a total of $34,525 from the Marlins Foundation to AutoNation's Drive Pink Initiative. Really nice way to cap things off in 2021. The Marlins beat the Philadelphia Phillies. Let's hear from Marlins manager Don Mattingly after the win. Johnny, I know you guys have talked a lot about it, not the results you were overall looking for this season, but still to finish the weekend the way you guys did, is, is there still something to be said about finishing on a positive note? Uh, for sure. You want the guys to keep playing. Kind of what I talked about when we were in New York, we had a couple of games that looked really sloppy. Um, and just talked about you want your guys to continue to play hard, play play good baseball uh, until the very end. And I was happy that I felt like after that doubleheader in New York, we we played a lot better baseball. And then for Pablo, you know, to be able to make one final start uh, before the end of the season and to work himself out of that jam in the, in the first inning, just how good was it to, to be able to see him get some of that work in before the end of the year? Yeah, just glad for him on the mental side of this uh, to know that he's been, he's back out there uh, getting a little nervous there in the first, honestly, but this pitch count didn't want to let it go too far. Um, but glad to see him get out of that and be able to go back out. So uh, I think that kind of is a sigh of relief for everyone within the organization, knowing that Pablo's got back to health, pitched in the game, had his stuff, uh, and for him on the, the other end of that as well. So he can have a normal offseason of training and, and, and prep for spring training. Jordan? Hey, Donnie. Uh, manager Miggy, 2-0 record. Just what can you say about how he was able to handle that, handle that responsibility out there? He was good. Miggy was great. Obviously, he had a great bench coach, kind of like I've had all year long in, in J-Row. Uh, he had Jico taking care of him, and, you know, Miggy got all the, the either the credit or the blame today. 
but you know, Jico, like myself, Jico and James, they do all the work. Uh, and Nick Fortes, another home run, go ahead shot today. And you've seen the power through in a small sample size, of course, but what can you take from what you saw from him in the couple weeks he was up here? I just think you see a guy that can manage an at bat uh, with Nick. And so I think we've seen it uh, in spring. We talked about it a little bit. Uh, he's got a guy who has an idea what he wants to do with the plate, and he's has been able to execute. Uh, and that's a good thing. I'm sure it's a confidence booster for him. Um, so uh, it was good to see see him uh, swing the bat the way he has since he came out. Christina? Donnie, the last you know day of the season, it didn't go as you guys wanted this whole season, but it, it, what's sort of the dynamic like? You know, guys won't be back next year. There might be some new people. What's sort of, you know, the mood when everyone has that final, like, celebratory handshake at the end? Uh, I, I just think they know it's the end of a, of a long year. And guys, have, you know, we've been kind of, no matter how it goes, you've been traveling, you've been all over this place playing 162 games. Um, you know, not all the guys were here, but, you know, the group knows you're finishing off a, a long season. Uh, I think guys are looking forward to, you know, you always look forward to that rest and that, that little break, that downtime. Um, and I don't think they're really, they may be thinking about next year, um, but I think they all kind of know the situation of, of where we're at as an organization and, and kind of understand if they're decent self-evaluators at all, they understand where they're at. Last one, Daniel Alvarez. Yeah, Don. Um, well, two points. First, the bullpen, and again, last night you kind of mentioned what Flora and guys like Blyer and Bender were have, have been doing in the last part of the season. So uh, to finish up like like this kind of steals on, on the positive note on what you want to see uh, coming to spring training also next year. No, it was good to see it today. And, and also, you know, those guys have been good. You know, I talked about our bullpen early in the year. It really was as consistent and lengthy of a bullpen that we've had. We didn't have that name guy at the very end. Uh, but when we had, you know, we had Simber and, and Curtis and all these guys in the pen, um, we had a pretty lengthy bullpen. Detweiler did a great job when he was here out of the pen. Um, Jimmy was good. All these guys have been pretty good. I mean, we blew some saves. Um some of that came for me during a period of time that we were into those openers and, and using these guys more than we should have. But when we've been able to kind of put them in the right place, in the right spot, they've been pretty good. And one last one. Uh, when Sandy Leon came out of the game, you guys were all congratulating him and, and maybe thanking him as well. Uh, so what can you say about Sandy and everything he, he meant for you guys, uh, not only today, but uh, this whole year? Yeah, Sandy's a pro. And this guy handles the pitching staff as good as you're going to want to see. You know, you kind of put him in that category of those guys that can call a game, handle a staff, lead a young staff, uh, all those things. Um, obviously, offensively, he hasn't been as, as good as you kind of look for sometimes. But as far as catching and, you know, running the pitching staff, this guy is, is one of the best out there. That was Marlon's manager, Don Mattingly. We uh, heard from acting manager Miguel Rojas after the ball game. regardless. A really, really nice way to end things this season for the Marlins. Let's take a quick break before we wrap things up here in 2021. Back here on Marlins Rewind as we get set to wrap things up. That is it, everybody. Um, but just wanted to take a quick second to say thank you for all of your support. Thank you for listening. 
Um, we can't do it without all of our listeners and all the folks that reach out to us. Uh, we, we see your tweets. Uh, we see it when you guys reach out to us. And uh, we are forever grateful for all of your support along the Marlins Radio Network. So uh, for Dave Van Horn, Glenn Geffner, Jay Pierencebia, Kelly Sacco, um, Gabby Sanchez, and myself, Kyle Seeloff, uh, thank you so much for joining us in 2021. We will be in touch down the road, and we cannot wait to do it again soon. And by soon, I'd say about four and a half, five months at Roger Dean Chevrolet Stadium in Jupiter. Stay safe and have a terrific, happy, healthy offseason.